G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Good morning to you. Lovely to have your company this morning and uh, perhaps at a slightly earlier time than you might be used to if you're in a state that's just come out of daylight saving. Don't forget, change your watch if you haven't already. Uh, time now is five past eight Eastern time. That's five past six in the West. And I tell you, I've got a really interesting co-host for you this morning, someone who uh, might be a little different than what we've normally had on Sunday morning together, but in other ways, very similar. A man who has a great heart for God, a heart for ministry, but he's operating in a very different space to a lot of other people in ministry. His name is uh, Matthew Pete, but otherwise best known as Mystery, and we'll get to why that is very soon. Good morning, Matthew. Thanks for joining us. Morning, Phil. How you going, mate? Mate, I'm doing very well. And uh, so you're not in the studio here with me. You're at your place um, in Sydney. Yes. Uh, and just to uh, understand what this difference is, you're doing ministry in a very different kind of setting in the Australian hip-hop scene. Yeah, yeah. So before I became a Christian, I was involved in hip-hop uh, culture, which is you know made up of various elements, breakdancing, rap music, graffiti, DJing, things like that. And when I came to faith, naturally that came with me. Um, obviously, I had to be open to the Lord wanting me to get rid of that from my life and, and not bring my past in. But, you know, for myself, I felt the, that the Lord wanted me to use that. It's so good because, I mean, there are people there that need to hear the, the good news of God just like anywhere else. Mm. Uh, and we'll get to your story uh, a little bit later on, but but I'm, I'm just really fascinating. I'm looking forward to hearing your story because there's so many different layers in there and including a, a Jewish layer. How does that yeah. all kind of fit together for you? I mean, it, it just paint very quickly a picture of, uh, of, I guess, the things that have really shaped your life as you uh, go about doing what you do. Well, I mean, I suppose we're made up of various different identities and um, our ethnicity is, is part of that. And, yeah, I have Jewish heritage and I was aware of that growing up and that sort of, you know, is, is part of who I am. I'm not just, you know, Jewish by heritage. I have Irish, Catholic and a whole bunch of other things as well. I'm a bit of a mix like a lot of people here in Australia. But, yeah, I'm very proud of my Jewish heritage and, and it now as, as a believer it informs my Christianity as well, which yeah. which I'll talk about a little bit later as well. So good. So some good stories coming up uh, for you this morning with my guest and co-host, uh, Matthew Pete, or would you rather me call you just uh, Pastor Mysteries? What, what's the best way to, uh, to, I don't to know. introduce you? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm always weirded out when people call me Pastor or anything, you know. So, yeah. Matthew's fine, or mystery. Mystery's fine. Mystery. Mystery Matthew. And uh, a pastor you are, and also a graffiti writer. Yes. Uh, And uh, as I said, looking forward to some good stories coming this morning. So stay with us. Sunday morning together on Vision Christian Radio. Because Easter is just one week away when we will uh, remember once again. And I just love the fact that uh, even our government recognises and gives us some days off, uh, even though a lot of people don't necessarily get what Easter is all about, but uh, we get to actually stop, pause, ponder, and remember and declare, and uh, really that's at the heart of communion as well, which is coming for you very soon. Now's a good time to get prepared for that. We do that each Sunday morning at this time, uh, and you can join us this morning. My guest and co-host this morning is uh, Matthew Pete, otherwise known as Mystery. He is a hip-hop pastor, and we'll get into what that means a little later on, but also a graffiti writer. But um, Matthew, I wonder for you, what is it about communion? As as we you know ponder this idea of taking communion together this morning, how do you prepare for communion? I mean, I suppose it's it's a time to celebrate. So it's 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 celebrating the promise. It's celebrating what Jesus did for us. So it's a it's a celebratory thing. Yeah, it certainly is, and and the scriptures tell us to stop and remember. Uh, and, and also to declare the fact that Jesus is coming again. So now's a good time. Prepare your heart toward communion this morning. It's not far away. Broadcasting hope across Australia. Vision. Next week is going to be a very, very special program coming to you live from Central Australia next Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, 
from the foot of the Forgiveness Cross, which has been erected on top of, of uh, Memory Mountain um, in almost the geographic centre of Australia. It's not too far off the mark. If you were to put a pin right in the centre, well, that's pretty much where it is. And so looking forward to being there with uh, a lot of the locals, the Indigenous people, uh, and a whole lot of others will be there as well. The Machine Gun Preacher is going to be there, and I'll be chatting with him. Uh, photographer Ken Duncan will also uh, be uh, on the program next week, uh, and a number of others. Our good mate Steve Grace is going to be out there and leave his guitar and what have you. So uh, make sure you tune in next week and take communion with us next week. It's going to be a very, very special time taking communion from that location at the foot of the cross. But uh, that's what we're doing right now. In fact, we are about to take communion together. My guest and co-host this morning is uh, Matthew Pete, otherwise known as Mystery, and he's a pastor in a very different space. He's in amongst the Australian hip hop hip hop scene, uh, which you know there's a lot of rap and there's a lot of uh, graffiti art, and and it's a whole culture amongst itself. And he's there ministering in that space. But right now he gets to minister to us. So Matthew, I'm going to hand it over to you if you could to uh, lead us in communion. If you've got some elements there, have them ready. If not, just lean forward and bring your heart because God is most interested in our heart more than anything else. Uh, so, uh, Matthew, it's over to you. Thanks, Phil. So, I mean, when we take communion, we often hear scriptures, which we've heard many times, and sometimes our familiarity may mean we miss certain elements of nuance which allude to certain other things. For example, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-five to 26, we've all heard, in the same way after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The, state, the statement after supper places the drinking of that cup most likely as the third cup in the traditional Jewish Passover Seder. After the meal, the Shulchan Orech, the third cup is actually the cup of redemption. It's not a coincidence, and I believe this adds even deeper meaning to the cup of wine in the context of communion. It's about redemption. Jesus specifically chose to establish a new tradition for believers to continue on with within the context of an older tradition, the Passover. Another one, Matthew 26, 26 to 28. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said to them, Drink from it, all of you. This is the blood. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Within the Jewish context and the Jewish uh, complete Jewish Bible says it this way: While they were eating, Yeshua took a piece of matzah. It's the bread that we have at Passover. Made the barakah, which is the blessing, broke it and gave it to the Talmudim, the disciples, and said, "Take, eat. This is my body." Also, he took a cup of wine, made the barakah, and gave it to them, saying, All of you, drink from it, for this is my blood which ratifies the new covenant, my blood shed on behalf of many, so that they may have their sins forgiven. Even placing the barakah in there adds elements of context within the communion experience. So I'm going to pray the Hebrew prayers and, and, and then translate them into English, just to add just a little tiny bit of nuance more. In, into the whole experience. So we're going to do the bread first. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. The prayer speaks of God's greatness and his provision. Let's take the bread. Now with the wine. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the King of the universe who creates the fruit of the vine. Once again, this speaks of God's greatness, but also of his creative nature. Let's drink the wine. Amen. This is Sunday Morning Together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio. And this morning on Sunday Morning Together, my guest and co-host uh, knows all about ministry, but he's in a very different kind of setting. Matthew Pete otherwise known as Mystery. He's a hip-hop pastor and also a graffiti writer. I don't know what you think about graffiti. It's uh, it's an interesting thing. Is it uh, art? Uh, is it obnoxious? Uh, and I think we'll find out a little more about the definition of what it actually is this morning as well and how it can actually be used to communicate the truth of God as well. Looking forward to that coming up. Sunday morning together. 
on Vision Christian Radio. And another week to go before we're broadcasting live from the foot of the cross, the brand new uh, cross that's been dedicated next weekend, which is Easter, uh, bringing you a live program from Central Australia. It's going to be very uh, exciting. I'm really looking forward to it, to be honest. Uh, That's next week, so make sure you tune in. But my guest and co-host today, not here with me in the studio, uh, Matthew Pete or Mystery, is a hip-hop pastor and graffiti writer who's based in Sydney, and he's got a really fascinating story, which I'm looking forward to this morning. So, uh, Matthew, let's start at the beginning. Uh, where were you born? I was born in the beautiful kingdom of Bankstown uh-huh. in Sydney's southwest <laughs> and uh, in the year of 1970. So there you go. Right. I've, just, I've just given my age away. Well, you and me about the same uh, same kind of vintage. What, what was the context you were born into? What, what's your family look like? My family is a bit of a mix. So, uh, yeah, Irish Catholics, uh, English Freemasons and Ashkenazi Jews. And wow. none of them were particularly religious per se. Okay. Uh, but very creative. So uh, involved in theatre, music, things, things like that. And um, my dad's dad was actually a theatre scenery maker. And okay. so was my dad and my uncle, and they had a place that they uh, had set aside at the back of, of my grandfather's place where they built scenery. So probably the earliest memory I have was them painting flats and backdrops and things like that mm. of art. Mm. Yeah. And my, my dad and my uncle still do it to this day. And I actually helped them with a set last week. Yeah, helped my dad. So What was, this, what was it a scene of? Uh, no, I didn't. It wasn't anything scenic. It was for a, a, a theatre show called Rent, and okay. um, and it's set in sort of like a tenement area of New York. So I had to graffiti it like it was like a bit of a ghetto. Uh huh. Yeah, in in a certain area of New York, which actually had, you know, quite a mixed community. So I did some of the graffiti in Spanish, obviously some in English, and I did some in in Hebrew, Yiddish, and things like that as well. Okay. Well, we'll get to some of that uh, a little ways down the line. Um, did you stay in Sydney throughout your, your childhood and teen years? I've lived in Sydney all my whole life, um, mainly around Bankstown and the Marrickville areas, but I've travelled a fair bit over the years and spent a bit of time in the Pacific Islands in Fiji and, and um, yeah, travelled a lot, you know, through Europe and Africa and the US and places like that. Mm. So what did growing up look like for you in those formative years? You know, when you're trying to figure out who you are and you, maybe you fall in with all sorts of different groups of people, some, some good, some bad. How did it play out for you? So the school that I went to was probably thirds in, in regards to nationalities or, or ethnicities. There was the Asian community, the Arab community and the Anglo community. And at that time in the 70s and 80s, there was a lot of racial tension, uh, people weren't intermingling that much and um and it was it was a bit of a rougher time you know it wasn't uncommon to have a have a fight at school or fight Mm. after school or things like that 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 i don't see as much now um and yeah i i eventually came across hip-hop culture through some music videos which i saw on tv and it had kids spinning on their backs and painting walls and rapping and, and and my friends and i uh, were like, what is this stuff? And I actually hung out with a lot of Asian guys because I was into martial arts and they, they all did martial arts. And so a lot of us got into breakdancing initially and um, and that whole hip-hop culture sort of prided itself on mixing of, of, of the different cultural groups. And so our crew was made up of, you know, all, all the different nationalities of the area and um yeah and that became part of how i sort of you know uh, f- un- developed my own philosophy because hip-hop had a whole bunch of things in regards to like you know seeking out knowledge of previous things for example you know hip-hop samples music uh, so rap music before it existed sampled funk and soul music and and artists like james brown and and things like that so it sort of you know it 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 encouraged looking into things before. So, for example, even there's a, there's a sort of an aspect of hip hop which is about knowledge of self, mm. and so it's sort of understanding who you are. And for me, most of my friends spoke two or three languages, and I was like, well, 
what what am I? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, I'm not Aboriginal, so I, I'm not Indigenous to Australia, so I must be from somewhere. And my father was directing Fiddler on the Roof when when I was a kid, and I remember. Actually, I think this was even before hip hop, and I was like, "What are these strange people that wear these little?" T and that's part of your heritage, and you know, and the pogroms and and the anti-Semitism in Europe was, you know, part of the story of the Jewish people. And I was like, "Oh, what's my language?" You know, and so the European Jews spoke Yiddish, but I was like, well, "What was it originally?" And it was Hebrew, and so you know, I, I started to get really interested in that aspect of, of, of my cultural background. So how old were you at that point? You, because it sounds to me like you're really try, struggling with uh, you know, your identity and your, your history. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was a deep thinker when I was a kid, so it would have been like 12, okay. things like wow. that. Yeah. Wow. My guest and co-host this morning has uh, got a really interesting background. We're hearing his story right now. Matthew Pete, or Mystery as he's known, a, a hip-hop pastor and a graffiti writer these days and He's got a lot of awards and things under his belt as well, which we'll hear about. And a great Christian testimony too. Sunday morning together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio. My guest and co-host is uh, at his place in Sydney today, Matthew Pete, otherwise known as Mystery. He's a hip-hop pastor and graffiti writer. We're hearing his story right now. And uh, grew up with a very mixed kind of heritage. And at the uh, the age of 12, Matthew described himself as being a deep thinker already, even as a young man, and was really struggling with, uh, okay, what is my background? And uh, and who am I? What did that lead for you, Matthew? Because often that, that's kind of the core question, even if we don't even know we're asking it when we're in those teen years. Yeah. Well, I mean, as I mentioned, I sort of gravitate gravitated towards like the hip-hop culture because it provided a sense of community it had sort of rules of how you did things and sort of framework for for your thinking but ultimately unless something's created you know unless it's unless it's god god focused it's 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 shaky ground and mm. you know and 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 hip-hop has an element to it where it's about you know empowering yourself and and things like that but also that can sort of fall into other other traps. And so the community can also go further into gangs. And and Sydney at that time, and, and I would say other states of Australia and around the world, gangs were quite prominent. Mm. And at, when I moved into the city, it was basically a case of if you can't beat them, join them. And, um, yeah, so I got involved in the gang culture. You know, graffiti has a criminal aspect to it. You know, not only the the act of, of illegal graffiti, but also uh, petty crime and 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 things of that nature. And so, yeah, I ended up in that world, and that was the norm. All my friends were doing it. It wasn't sort of like anything unusual in in, in my neighbourhood where I grew up. Um, but with that comes things like drugs and you know I, ha I had friends starting to die friends overdosing um friends getting killed friends mm -hmm. going to jail different things like that and i was 17 friends a little bit older were starting to go to big boy prison not just juvenile detention centers and um and, and, but I, I'd sort of also achieved a certain amount of street cred and I and had a bit of respect and, and things like that. But then I was like, oh, is this it? <laughs> you know, is this, is it, I've, I've reached the pinnacle, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I, all right. And so then I just started to, at that time, just like put it out there to the universe. So I thought and saying, all right, God, if, if you are real, which way? You know, do, do I sort of like go further into my, my Jewish heritage? You know, I, 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 I test drove heaps of different religions, you know, and, you know, I grew up in Bankstown, so my friends were different cultural backgrounds and different religions yeah. as well. So I sort of investigated them all. But the way God answered that was he sent two people along um, my, my path independent of each other they didn't know each other one guy had read an article he was living in canada and he'd read an article about the gangs of sydney and so he ended up um moving to newtown to work with the gangs in sydney at the time 
And um, yeah, I was one of the, the the older guys, one of the leaders of the gang at that particular time. And so, yeah, he sort of took me under his wing and started to explain to me about how to... He had a sign writing background and he was like, listen, if you want to do graffiti as a job, this is how you prepare a wall. This is how you get a permission slip. This is, you know, all these different things to develop your professional career, so to speak. Meanwhile, he was sharing the gospel with me. Yeah. I was pushing him away. I was using the Jew card and like, don't tell me about your Gentile God, even though I'm mixed anyway, but I sort of played that to keep him at, at arm's length. But also a guy came to my school to do scripture and he had come from the the sort of New Zealand bike bikey gang sort of background. And and he picked all the worst kids to sort of focus on. And uh, one of the things that he did was prison ministry at Parramatta Jail when Parramatta Jail existed. And so he took a few of us to the prison to meet some of the inmates. And we knew that he didn't even need to really say anything. This is where you're going to end up. Yeah. And um, and we were like, it was a bit of an eye-opener for us. And so it ended up that uh, a few of my friends started going to church out of interest and, and bits and pieces. I lived in the same suburb as the church. And one time uh, they asked me to do a banner for the church and I didn't realize the catch was I had to go to the church to get the money. <laughs> and so I went to the church to collect the money. And I had a friend that was sort of like one of the heavier guys in the gang that came with me and another friend. And um, we went there to get the money. Anyway, the service went on. I didn't really understand anything about what was happening. At the end of the service, everyone started singing and worshiping God. And I wanted to cry. And it was not really in my nature at that particular time because I thought it was a bit of a hard guy. And I was like, this is a bit weird. And anyway, uh, my friend that was the tough dude out of all of us, he actually went and made a commitment of faith and prayed out the front and everyone was hugging. And, and I was like, this is too weird for me. I'm, I'm out. So I left. And um, then that week... I was almost killed like half a dozen times. And then I realized, wait a second, what I experienced in that service was the presence of God. Mm. And God must be real. And so I knew that if I did die, that I was accountable. I couldn't just play dumb. And so, yeah, I made a commitment of faith. I went to the church. The church was finished. It was on Saturday night. They were cleaning up, and the pastor was there. And I just said, listen, mate, I need to get my life right with God. Wow. That's uh, that's so good. How I love it how God works on your heart, brings mm. different people in, in different, uh, different ways. My guest and co-host this morning telling his story, uh, and this is uh, Pastor... Uh, although he said he's kind of weirded out when people call him a pastor, but I'm going to call you that anyway, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> Matthew Pete, who's a hip hop pastor and also a graffiti writer, uh, who uh, you know God has changed his uh, his life as we're hearing this morning. So stay with us. There's more to come. Sunday morning together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio. Seven past nine now, Central Time. Nice to be with you. Uh, Central Time is what I'll be in next week when we come to you live from Central Australia. Uh, on Resurrection Sunday. Make sure you're listening in. It's the dedication of the Forgiveness Cross, which has been erected in the centre of Australia by Indigenous people. Uh, and uh, we'll be there and bringing some of uh, the weekend to you and, of course, uh, taking communion, which will be the the uh, kind of the anchor of it all on Sunday morning next week. So make sure you're listening in uh, and be part of that. Well, we're telling the story this morning of my guest and co-host, Matthew Pete, known as Mystery, and uh, we've just heard how he came to the Lord. Uh, he was uh, mixed up in the kind of the hip hop scene and uh, in with a bunch of guys that were probably heading in the direction of jail by the sound of things. Uh, but uh, God came along because I guess of your inquiry of God, Matthew, that's the thing that sticks out to me is you actually, you didn't even know, uh, you know, whether, who, who am I talking to here? But, you know, God, if you're real, make yourself real to me. And he mm. brought people across your path, and ultimately they'd ended up you being in a church when uh, you probably uh, didn't really want to be there. But that resulted in you coming to this realization that I'm actually accountable to God. That was a word I heard you use, and I need mm. to get my life right with him. How old were you then? Uh, I was 17 turning 18. So it was a, a big difference in regards to when you're 18, you go to jail. Mm. It's It's not juvenile prison anymore. So... But it, I always found it interesting that God sent two different people that 
were two aspects of my life. One was the the graffiti side of it, and the other one was the sort of the gang street culture side of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, he sends people that that understand your culture and, and speak your language, and that's why I feel so. Uh, I, I feel it's important for me to, to to do what I do. Yeah. So you find yourself in a church on a Saturday night after everything's finished, they're cleaning up, and you're there with the pastor, and he prays with you. Yep. But what happened after that? How how did your life change? Because it obviously headed in a different direction. Yeah. So he 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 discipled me, uh, the pastor, and he's he's very much a like just get in there and do it kind of guy, which I, which I'm all about as well. So pretty much a week later, I'm out on the street with him doing street evangelism, mm. and so that that's very much my my method of doing things now. I'm like, all right, quit mucking around. Let's just get stuck into it. And, you know, and God started to peel away things over time, you know. I was still a bit rough around the edges. I still had a few things that needed to get sorted and still do. <laughs> but um, they they sort of, God started to reveal to me, okay, mate, you can't do this anymore, you know. And it was it was the prompting of the Holy Spirit that was like, no, nah, that's that's not good. Now that you're a new person, that's not good anymore. And, and it was one thing at a time and, and you know, and, and eventually, you know, that led me to do what I'm doing now and and be the person that I am now. And I'm sure God's going to continue to peel away things, you know, as, as I grow. And I think that, that applies to everyone if yeah. we're open to it. Absolutely. I mean, all, all of us are, uh, are fallen in some respect or other and we all struggle mm. with, with stuff. What did your friends think about that? Did they see change in your life or did they push you away or what happened? There was a bit of both. So because I was one of the sort of more respected older guys in, in, in the gang and the crew, I was like, all right, fellas, we're all going to church this week. And so, you know, there was three rows of gang members in the church, <laughs> you know, sort of freaked out some of the some of the church folk at the time. And, you know, and we were still having punch-ons out the front and, you know, dudes rocking up drunk and, and bits and pieces. But s- some of those some of those guys have gone on into you know into ministry and 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 it's funny how you, God uses the fish that John West rejects, mate. You know what I mean? Mm. And um and my mm. brother included, you know, my brother he was involved in everything as well. And when I came to faith, he sort of kept on going in the other direction. And and then eventually, uh, about two years later, he came to faith and he's a pastor as well. And and he's been planning churches and and stuff like that. Not all the guys did, you know. Some guys ended up. You know, saying that it wasn't for them, and and um, you know, fell back into old habits. Some of them passed away. Some of them ended up in jail. You know, the the the, the fate that that I would say I would have had met myself. But also, yeah, I did I did cop a bit of hate, and and, and people thought I was soft, and I had guys you know wanted to sort of you know have a shot at the title here and there, and yeah, you know, one particular time a guy that I that I knew from you know the crew and all that ripped my house off while I was at church knowing that I was going to be at church and that I wouldn't do anything so to speak you know mm-hmm. and and so it was interesting that some people took advantage but down the tracks some of those guys are sort of like I, I, I don't know if we'll be proud but they're like happy that I that I moved on and 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 many of them came to faith later on down the track I remember I went to um to a funeral of of one of our one of our friends and um Either half of us were Christians or half of us were crims, you know. Yeah. And 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 one of the girls said, "Mate, this is like a reunion of of of, um, of church or Long Bay." <laughs> it was either one or the other. Yeah. My guest and co-host this morning telling his story. It's uh, Matthew uh, Pete, or otherwise known as Mystery, a hip hop pastor and graffiti writer. And we might come back and talk a bit about what you're doing today uh, through your community crosswords. Uh, and also your art, because and I'm particularly interested to talk about graffiti, because you, know, you sometimes think about graffiti as entirely just vandalism, but it really is this art if it's done you know, for art's sake, so to speak. It's very, very uh, right up there. I think it's good stuff. So more to come on that very shortly. Sunday morning together across Australia on Vision Christian Radio. Phil is my name. My guest and co-host today is uh, not in the studio. He's in his place in Sydney uh, in the uh, the western suburbs or the, the southwestern suburbs around Bankstown, that area. That's where you are? I'm in the inner west at the moment, but yeah, I'm, I'm from southwest. Oh, right. So, I mean, inner western Sydney has got its whole own culture of its, its own. 
and I guess even for what it was like in the 1980s compared to today is is quite radically different. Yeah. But there's still people there. They're on the street. They're trying to find their identity. And, and there's, you know, guys out doing the stuff that you were doing, you know, back in the day uh, with spray cans out on the street. And, and often you see, you know, that street art. And some of it's, you know, just pure vandalism. But, but you look at some of it, it's like, that's, that's amazing. What, what is it about street art that attracts you? I mean, I think initially, you know, I, I, I wasn't really into the gallery sort of world. Um, I, I like the spontaneous nature of, of graffiti, especially when I did it legally when I was younger. You know, obviously there's adrenaline and, and, and all that sort of thing. Um, but painting large, I mean, I, I've gone on to do my master's degree in fine art, but, you know, and, 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 and with that, I, I, I used video and installation and you know canvases and all that sort of stuff but i still like painting walls i don't know like that's the size of it mm. it's it, it gets out to a larger audience um i mean as, as far as like graffiti art as a movement it's probably one of the largest art movements that the world's ever seen you know we've had the impressionists and the fauvists and the, the futurists and all these different things but if you think of street art as, as a broad term it's massive it's global you know and um i just i actually last weekend i was just painting at a street art festival in frankston and there was artists from all around the world yeah, and there's art, like any sort of art, there's always message in it. How do you actually use that, you know, having had this change in your own life with a relationship with God and a lot of discovery about, you know, your own heritage and the, you, the Jewish heritage and all of that? It kind of converges for you in art, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, art's an expression of who you are in, in whatever aspect that is. The, the graffiti art... As- is really just about identity so it's about writing your name or your or your street name hence what mystery is my street name but for me as a believer it's not limited to that because ultimately we want to glorify god and so Mm. you know i I organized a thing a few years back called the jesus peace project and it's it's a thing on instagram where we encouraged as many christian graffiti writers from around the world to write the word jesus and then we did a video of people painting the word Jesus in Guatemala and, you know, the US and Malaysia and, and all these different countries to, sh- to show, no, we're proclaiming the name of Jesus, you know. Mm. Um, I, I do it as a profession, uh, and so people hire me, so I have to paint what the client wants a lot of the time. But, you know, often, you know, if, if I get half a chance, there will be something in there uh that incorporates something something to do with faith, you know. And, uh, yeah, every now and then I'll do something where I paint in Hebrew. When I did the one in, in Melbourne the other day, I actually painted my son's names but and, and portraits of my sons. But, you know, I wrote their Hebrew names as well. So mm. it's, it's got Hebrew writing on there. And, you know, often it's a conversation starter. So while I'm painting, I'm out there in the community and people come up and they ask what's it about and I explain. And sometimes, you know, I'll explain my story and... You know, people find it interesting. Yeah. So tell me about the hip hop community that you've uh, you're leading called Crosswords, which is really a, yeah. it's a ministry thing, isn't it? Yeah. So f- first, I should explain Crosswords weird spelling. So it's spelled K R O S W E R D Z, and so uh, it was so we could get a good domain name. No, I'm joking. So uh, <laughs> in in hip hop, you know, we we spell things. How, how we want, as long as you can understand. So mystery is spelt with an I, so M-I-S-T-E-R-Y. Um, but it sort of developed out of a need. And so when, when I came to faith, you know, there were a few of us that were doing hip-hop, you know, elements. And uh, and then I was in a crew called Brethren, and, and we got signed to a secular record label. So we toured around the country, and we'd, we'd find one late, one lonely rapper in his church that was like, I rap and, you know, and I do Christian lyrics, but no one in my church really understands me. Or I'd find a Christian breakdancer or b-boy and, and they were like, yeah, I love breaking, but everyone in my church thinks I'm demon possessed because I, I spin on my head, you know. And, um, and so we just developed it like a sort of a help group, you know, yeah. for people that were, you know, loved the culture, people didn't really understand them. And that was called In the Midst from the scripture where it says, we're two or more are gathered, I'm in the midst. Yeah. And um, and then over time, that 
you know, um, developed into an online thing as, as the internet developed and, and then, you know, we did events and released albums and bits and pieces. And then a, a Christian friend that does ministry in the biker community, he actually said to me, um, why don't you start a hip hop church? Because, you know, I'm working with all the street kids that are into hip hop music and, um, the church, they, they need a church that could that reflects what they're into and so i was like that'd be a great idea if someone did that but not me but as usually happens you're the person for the job and so yeah that that became crosswords and so we we decided we'd meet together once a month on a saturday we want to encourage people to still go to a regular sunday church and be part of the broader church community but yeah we we meet and um we do a service that we use the elements of hip hop to to glorify God. The, the the praise and worship is rap, and you know we'll have DJs instead of a band, and the dance will be dance performances by breakers or poppers or whatever. And and um and we started that in Sydney, and yeah, almost twenty years ago. And then other people in other countries, uh, sorry, other states said, that's a great idea, can we do it here? So we were like, yeah, cool. And so many of them were from the In The Midst community and other people jumped on board. And then we decided we needed a get together so each of those teams could meet each other. And we did an event called Uprock. And so we do that in November every year and everyone comes together, but we fly out leading Christian breakdancers or MCs or, you know, pastors that are involved in urban ministry. and funnily enough some of them have actually said can i take this back to my country now mm. and so crosswords is an international movement you know that's so good what, what would you say to the person who's maybe just thinking you know i don't get this whole thing like hip-hop i look in from the outside it just seems to me like they're I don't know, a bunch of rebels or they it's a culture in and of itself and it's it's not a good thing i mean you're you're right in the thick of this and doing ministry it's funny. I, I, I had I've had that many many times. I, I, I hear it all the time. But I had a funny situation. We were over in the Philippines and we were doing some ministry in um, one of the rougher areas of the Philippines. And it was on a basketball court. And I was painting, and we had people break dancing and rapping. And and the the content is often quite scriptural and and things like that. But um, there, I could see that there were some older gentlemen on the other side of the basketball court with their arms crossed watching us with disapproval mm. you know and i thought oh gee i better go talk to them so i went over you know and you know i look a bit rough around the edges you know i've got tattoos and wearing an earring and whatever and um anyway i started chatting to them and you know they, they they didn't seem really into it but it was funny how the lord answered it because one of the guys had a hat on that said sarel and I said, oh, Sarel. I, I said, uh, do you know what that means? And and he was like, oh, it's a, it's a tour guide company in Israel. Mm, yeah. And I and I said, oh, yeah. I said, but it. I said, but it means like the Prince of God, you know. And um, he was like, oh, right. Do you do you speak Hebrew? And I said, oh, a little bit, you know. And um, and he goes, oh, are you a messianic jew and i said oh i suppose you could say that you know and then and he was right into it he just got back from israel and he was right into messianic ministry and and things like that and was a big supporter and he goes oh, he goes i suppose it's it's different for you like when you're sharing with other jewish people because you understand the the culture and the language and the etiquette and you know the different ways that you know it, uh, it's communicated and stuff like that and i said yeah that's why i do hip-hop ministry mm. i said because i've grown up more in the hip-hop culture so i speak the language i understand the etiquette and and, and for that for him that resonated yeah and so he was like oh that's great and so he ended up taking us out to dinner after and 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 really picked our brain about that so it was it's just like i said before it's just god speaks to different people in different ways and in, and in different languages and you might not understand it but god's going to use it and you know judge a, tr a tree by its fruit yeah you know yeah, you know this totally. this ministry started many years ago and it's just continuing to grow you know all all praise to god for that and um yeah it's reaching people yeah well thank you so much for sharing your story today we might draw a line under that uh, now but just wish you uh, every success that god will continue to lead you to new opportunities uh as you do your work there with crosswords 
My guest and co-host today is uh, a pastor, hip-hop pastor, and also a graffiti writer and um, an artist. He's got a master's, I, I hear there, so that's no small thing. Uh, Matthew Pete, or Mystery as he's known, and uh, very shortly you get to bring us something inspirational with the best five-minute sermon that we'll hear today. So uh, I'll let you prepare for that. Coming up very shortly, stay with us. This is Sunday Morning Together. Vision Christian Radio. My guest and co-host today, fascinating story. So uh, thankful that you shared your story with us this morning, Matthew. It's uh, been really good to hear. But right now you get to lead us in a bit of inspiration, Uh, something connected very much to your own background. Uh, having uh, some some Jewish heritage in your background and connected to something we'll be doing again in just a little while, and that is communion, the connection between those those, those two things. So uh, my guest and co-host this morning, Matthew Pete, or Mystery as he's known, uh, is going to bring us the best five-minute message we'll hear today. So it's over to you. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, thanks, Phil. I'd just like to continue uh, speaking about the connections between communion and Passover and just look at a few other aspects of it. So let's look at Luke twenty two nineteen, And he took bread, speaking, uh, Jesus speaking, uh, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Sometimes in contemporary evangelical Christianity, we can have a tendency to shy away from tradition or ritual because we don't want to be trapped in so-called religion, so to speak. But there's nothing wrong with doing things repeatedly or in a certain order, just as long as we don't lose the original meaning of why we're doing it or the heart or or essence of the thing. You know, while keeping one of our Jewish family traditions, my father-in-law, who's not Jewish, commented to my rabbi and said, it's good that you keep your traditions. And my rabbi replied, we don't keep the traditions. The traditions keep us. In other words, he was saying maintaining certain traditions, which is a big thing for the Jewish community, which point and glorify to God at pivotal times in our lives or in certain seasons, helps us to create a framework to build our lives upon and once again provides context. It's a reminder of how God fits into the various elements or seasons of our lives. In the modern church, there are things that we celebrate or commemorate with a specific God focus at certain times, regular communion, baptism, child dedications, funerals, Easter, Christmas. For the Jewish community and even the Messianic community, you can add a few more. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Shavuot, Sukkot, and uh, and the one coming up this week, Passover, Pesach. Exodus 12.2 says, This is the day you are to commemorate. For generations to come, you shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance. Exodus 12.17 says, Celebrate this day as a lasting ordinance for generations to come. There's a big emphasis on telling the story over and over again. In fact, in the Passover Seder, the handbook, the, the Haggadah, there's a section called the Magid, which literally means the telling. Now, I'm not wanting to do a sales pitch for everyone celebrating Passover every year, but I do have to say that it is still considered an important event, even in the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 5, 7 or 8 says, Get rid of the old yeast so that you may be a new unleavened batch as you really are. For Christ our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the festival, not with the old bread leavened with malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Now, the scripture is obviously commenting on the attitude one maintains during the Passover festival, but it's also implied that the people Paul's writing to were actually celebrating Passover, and the Corinthian church was a mix of both Jews and Gentiles. If you haven't already done so, I highly recommend checking out a Passover Seder in some way. There are many happening around the place or online by groups like Jews for Jesus that I'm involved with or many of the other Messianic ministries. Scripture and God-centered tradition can have multiple layers of meaning in which the Lord can speak to us and the Passover is jam-packed. The sacrifice of the lamb with the blood saving the people, the emancipation from slavery, the bread without yeast, yeast being sin, which is broken, pierced, wrapped in a shroud, and disappears for a time, but then ultimately resurrects. That's the Afikoman in the Passover Seder. All these things alluding to Messiah Jesus and attributes of God's character. The Lord speaks through these things, and I can testify to one time in particular when I saw it firsthand. One year at Passover, I had, a, I had a conversation with my Irish Catholic grandmother and my Ashkenazi Jewish grandfather about this very subject. 
I explained all the symbols, meanings, and contexts of Jesus within the Passover and how he was and is the last and final sacrifice for all mankind and then prayed with them both. The next day, my grandfather died from a heart attack. Not only do I believe that that was a key moment in my grandfather's faith journey, but it also helped my grandmother in the grieving process and encouraged her in her faith until she ultimately went to be with the Lord as well. God is not silent. He can and does speak in a multitude of ways. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that you care for us enough to speak to us, to speak to us in ways that we understand, to speak to us via your word, to speak to us through people that you've sent. Lord, we just pray that we can be open to what you're saying, Lord. Help us to have the courage to step into what you need us to do. And may we just continue to share. May we be the mouthpiece for you in this world to people that don't know you. May we be a word of encouragement. May we be a word of challenge in season. And may we just ultimately grow in who you call us to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. This is Vision Christian Radio. Sharing freedom and hope across Australia. And Phil Edwards here. This is Sunday Morning Together. Nice to have your company this morning. And thank you so much, uh, Matthew, for your uh, great message just there this morning. That was really, really good. Uh, Matthew Pete. Thank you. Matthew, your mystery is uh, my guest this morning. He is a hip-hop pastor and graffiti writer. Uh, but he's, um, he's also quite an accomplished artist. With a master's, and we were just chatting while the song was on. It's a master's is no small thing. It, but you were just telling me about your the the subject of your master's, which I found fascinating. Yeah, I I, I focused on religious art because, as we know, you know, art through through the centuries has had a strong focus on religion. And even if you go back to like the pagan, you know, uh, religions that that the early stuff with the Venus of Willendorf was based on and, and, and um, different idols that was art based on some sort of faith, you know, and obviously Christianity and in, in, um, in different periods of time. But I went straight there. And so when I did my honours, I did uh, a, a piece, an installation piece, which was based on the Holy of Holies. So I built a square room because the Holy of Holies was square. Mm-hmm. And instead of having – and I made it – this is – hear me out people sort of have a reaction to this sometimes i made it like a public toilet so what i did was i had tiled walls and it was quite dirty and instead of having the ark of the covenant in there i had a theater a mirror like a theatrical mirror with the lights around it and the the participants would come in take a selfie in front of the mirror and behind the mirror there was a a circular light so it looked like you had a halo Mm. and then they would upload that to um to a, an Instagram page, and um, and it was about how we've replaced God with ourselves now, and wow. our worship is like selfies and things like that of ourselves. And so the following year, I took the other side of it, and I I built life size based on the biblical specs, the Ark of the Covenant. And I worked with my, my like, as I mentioned, my dad builds theater, uh, theater sets and stuff like that and props. Uh, two of the guys that have worked on Star Wars, and we built the Ark of the Covenant, and uh, and then I put that underneath. So where I went, the art school that I went to was formerly a prison from, you know, back in the convict days. And so there were these sort of like catacombs underneath, and so I built a. Um, set up a room with the Ark of the Covenant down in this sort of like cellar underneath so people would go down and sort of like saying that we've taken God and we've just left the holiness of God and just discarded it. Well, how did that that go down in, I imagine it was a fairly sort of secular um, setting that you're in 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 a university. Yeah, yeah. I, I think having the Jewish heritage, people were a little bit more reluctant to be critical because it could have been seen as anti-Semitic. But, yeah, there was obviously, you know, some sort of backlash or uncomfortable nature. I actually built a giant cross as well, like a life-size cross Mm. out of steel girders with razor wire, and it sort of talked about, you know... um, be my illegal graffiti days and and painting the trains because the the what do you call it the nails were parts of the the things that they put the sleepers in with the nails from the sleepers and stuff right and so that's actually now installed in a, in in the church that I was part of and my brother planted uh, a few years back so 
yeah, there's there's a there's a few things that I did. I did a thing on iconography, and yeah, it was it was fun for me. Mm. It always starts a conversation, Art. Um, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it might be. I don't quite understand what that is, but you know, at other times it, it's it's quite in your face and it's really challenging. And it sounds to me like those things, and certainly the setting that you were doing it in, would have started a lot of conversations with people. Definitely, definitely, yeah, and and that that's been my thing. A lot of the times, I find the ministry that I do is from conversations, you know, and and I think that was Jesus's style as well, you know, like certain things, like he was in town for Passover, or he was, you know, speaking to a certain person about you know Abraham and you know the well and and different things like that, and then that sort of led into you know a very natural conversation. Mm. This is Sunday Morning Together. My guest and co-host this morning is uh, Matthew Mystery Pete, who's a, a hip-hop pastor uh, and uh, a quite an accomplished artist. Sunday Morning Together, across Australia, on Vision Christian Radio. And we're almost at the end of our time together this morning. And uh, at this time, we turn our thoughts toward the nation and prayer for our nation. And I'm going to ask my guest, Matthew, to lead us in a prayer in, in just a moment. But Matthew, how do you reckon we ought to be praying for our nation and for our leaders in general? For wisdom. I think that when, you know, uh, God was speaking to Solomon, he just wanted wisdom. Mm. And uh, I think everything lines up in in that regard when, when that is uh, uh, the basis of your thoughts. Mm. Well, let's pray together. Would you mind leading us in a prayer for our country? I'd be honoured. Uh, Lord God, we thank you for this country. Lord, we thank you for the relative peace that we have. Lord, we thank you for the relative freedom that we have. Lord, even though things may change here and there, Lord, ultimately, uh, we can express our faith in 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 some ways and uh lord we just pray for wisdom for our leaders lord we just pray that those of us that have experienced your grace lord can share that grace with our communities lord we know that ultimately the only real lasting change comes when people come to know you and lord we just pray for your light to shine in this country lord and for your will to be done lord just be with the church, Lord, as as we stand for you. And Lord, may this country come to know you in in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us on this Sunday morning, Matthew. And uh, I, I just uh, pray that God would bless you in what you're doing with your ministry there, reaching out to people in the, the hip-hop world, uh, not just here in Australia, but all around the country. And as you express... Uh, yourself and truth through art and all the things that you've you've got your your hand on. May he bless you. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Phil. That's been been a good time. And thank you for being part of this this morning. Make sure you join us next week. It's going to be a very special version of Sunday Morning Together, coming to you live from Central Australia, from the foot of a giant cross that's been uh, erected there, that's being dedicated next week on top of Memory Mountain. Of course, next week is Easter, so uh, prepare your heart toward that this week. That's my encouragement to you. So look forward to uh, bringing that to you next Sunday morning. We'll uh, catch you then.